Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, don't worry. If, uh, if they come in, you know, it's just the sounds of real life. So that's life. Don't worry about it. Okay, good. I was like, well, uh, I'll just put a towel under the door and we'll hope for the best and send them outside. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's that's ingenious. The old towel under the door. It will also keep you safe from smoke if there's a fire. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Amazing. Joys of real life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's not as glamorous as it all seems. I'm like, yes, this is so also, true. In my bedroom and and like just power walked with the dog so she would go to sleep and hopefully not bark at me and then immediately when I sat down like both the cats came like right near me and I'm like get away from <laughs> me so it makes a road yeah. meow but that's life yeah um, it totally animals and babies they're like we need all the lovin's please give us all the love and that's right all the time and always at the most like inopportune times not when you actually want it <laughs> Totally. <laughs> um, okay, so and so uh, you are you are Kara Mercer. Am I yes. saying that right? Is it Kara? Yep, it's Kara. No, it's Kara. You're right. Okay, perfect. And where where are you in the world? I know you're in my time zone, so you must be West Coast North North America. Yeah, I'm in Seattle, Washington. So I'm super close to you. Not too far. Yeah, we're so close. We should have just done this over coffee. I know. Do you ever make it to Seattle? <laughs> I do, like all the time. In uh, sidebar, like I'm an event planner, but I also manage um, a group of event bands, like wedding bands, and we have one that's based in Seattle. So I'm down there quite a bit. That's amazing. Yeah, you definitely have to let me know next time you're in Seattle. I will. I love it. Um, okay. So we're doing a podcast. We're talking about interesting things or not, whatever happens. <laughs> it's a low pressure situation. Um, but basically why don't you start us off by just sort of introducing yourself and telling us a bit about who you are and what you do. Totally. Um, so my name is Kara Mercer. I'm a fashion lifestyle travel photographer based in Seattle, Washington. I started out in wedding photography about 13 years ago in Texas, of all places, and I kind of grew a business from the ground up, shooting lots of weddings in tumbleweeds and windy fields, um, and then I eventually moved to the West Coast, um, for like to San Francisco, into Sa- uh, Seattle, um, and so I've been on the West Coast for about eight and a half, nine years now. So that's that's what I'm up to now. And I just travel a lot for brands globally shooting projects and campaigns. 
So when you say like travel, lifestyle, and whatever the third thing was that you said. Travel. Um, fa- or fashion. <laughs> fashion, travel, lifestyle. Um, what is that like? What does that actually mean to someone who doesn't know better? Because that sounds awesome. But tell me what that actually is. Is it mainly commercial work or? Yes. So I transitioned my business to commercial work about um, eight years ago. So when I moved, I mean, I still take on weddings here and there, which I love. And I'm a lot like more able to be intentional about the weddings that I take. Um, and it's kind of ironic the way that that's kind of worked is I end up photographing a lot of photographers' weddings now. Um, so within like the last three years, any weddings that I've done, it's all been amazing photographers, which no stress, right? Like, okay, now I'm just going to photograph some of the most talented people's weddings. Um, (laughs) but that that must be terrifying, but also very flattering. Yes. It's very flattering, but also like a little bit stressful because you just have this like degree of perfection in you that you're like, I have to execute it perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, they're going to notice the things that like maybe your everyday client you could get away with not worrying about. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) But yeah, I uh, work with a lot of commercial brands um, internationally. Um, So basically, for example, I work with Visit Austria recently. I shot all their campaign photos for, their new launch um, for the states. So all those images will be used for advertising and marketing for tourism uh, within the states. And last summer, I worked with Visit Switzerland. Um, So that's basically the travel work that I'm talking about. And then for lifestyle, I just work with a lot of brands within mostly the East Coast and West Coast for fashion and travel. Um, and some of those have been international. So it's kind of, it's fun. You never know where it's going to take you next. And how did you end up like making that transition? Were you like sick and tired of weddings or did just a couple little opportunities come up that sort of like, how did that happen? Well, for me, it was a really intentional change. Um, so I was living in Texas and I just had kind of no offense to all the people who wear boots at their wedding, but I was like, if I photograph one more bride with cowboy boots, I just like can't take it anymore. Um, not that like, that's a bad thing. It was just like a style preference. And I loved that the wedding day was so candid and there's all these beautiful moments, um, but that's easily translated within the commercial space. If you basically... Um, art direct people in the right way to give you exactly what you're looking for in front of the camera. So that's what I've been doing. Um, so once I picked up my life, moved from Texas to Seattle, I started doing all commercial work, which was a great like lead in because no one really knew me as much in this area yet. So I was able mm-hmm. to kind of like keep the clients I had in Texas and any destination weddings and then push forth another direction, um, toward the commercial sector of like in, the, a, in a new place. Yeah. 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 It definitely and was not the easiest thing, but it was definitely, it was worth it in the long run. Was it like you had to pound the pavement and just like knock on doors, you know, in an email <laughs> way <laughs> um, yes. to uh, get clients? Yeah. I think the Pacific Northwest is a place where, um, they're very intentional about relationships and building one-on-one connections with people in person. So uh, I attended a lot of events and networking things just to get to know people and like the movers and the shakers within this community. And, you know, it's, I, I'm never a person that feels like I just show up at things for like a specific reason. I feel like life always has a way of connecting itself 
And that's pretty much what happened. I just started meeting people and connecting with people who had the same aesthetic and the same vision as I did. And it just kind of led to one job and then another job led to something different. Um, And you just build a lot of cool friends and um, people who need your services, which is really cool. So it kind of transitioned really organically, um, which I'm really grateful for. Yeah, that's awesome. And you mentioned, obviously, at the top of the show that you sent your family away. So I'm assuming you're married or with a partner and you have just one kid. Is that right? Yes. So I'm married. My husband and I got married in Scotland three years ago. We just had a tiny destination wedding, which I think most wedding photographers do. They're like, okay, I'm going to do this very intimate and small. Um, So we did that in Scotland three years ago. And then uh, we just had our baby in February of this year. So she's seven months old now. And she's learned how to talk and mostly yell for fun, like lots of (laughs) (laughs) So it's like our neighbors probably think she's like in pain or something when our windows are open. But (laughs) she's like, I have this new voice, mom, and I'm really going to use it at all hours of the day. Oh my gosh, that's funny. And how how has that gone for you, the transition of not having a baby to having a baby amidst your work and everything? Uh, well, I think with work, it's definitely something I've had to learn to communicate a lot more with my husband of when I'm going to be gone. Whereas before, you know, you can live your life, like not having to communicate with like what your day to day looks like or what weeks look like. So Mm -hmm. we both work from home, which is really great. Um, but yeah, we have help occasionally and thankfully our parents come up a lot. Um, And I'm just a big believer of my work kind of is a part of my life. And I hope my daughter grows up just seeing how hard that I work, but also knowing that she's a part of that. Um, Because I'll have clients that become friends. And, you know, in those situations, I don't mind bringing her along if she can. She's really quiet when she's busy. It's just when she's at home and she's like, I'm bored. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's it's been a crazy transition in the first couple months, uh, just because becoming a mother is like a whole different job. Um, I guess like there's less free time on the weekends and at nights, but I've learned how to juggle it. And I think it's something I I kind of thrive off of because I think when you're busy, you're, you're, women are like, have like 10 tabs open. It's like a, like all the tabs on your computer screen for like the internet, you just have like 10 tabs open and you start closing them throughout the day. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So that's totally. kind of what being a mom and running a business is like. <laughs> that's fair. I feel like I've seen that meme a lot where it's just a quote that says, my brain has too many tabs open. I feel like I can relate. <laughs> yes, definitely. I have a lot of to-do lists on my phone. So if you looked at my notes, you'd be like, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, to-do list. <laughs> yes, yes. Amazing. But so you sound pretty you sound pretty upbeat about it for someone pretty new into it. So that's good. It sounds like it's going well. Yeah, it really is. I think honestly it was a pretty smooth transition. I, I had a few postpartum uh infections which kind of were crazy in the beginning, but like I, I think I was someone who just thought, Oh, this is gonna be a piece of cake, you know? I'm just gonna like have the baby and we're gonna like go on a travel, like travels a month later. It's it's not as simple as you think it is. <laughs> but I don't I don't know if that many of us think it's that simple, but I like that you did. <laughs> I did. I think I've always been um 
overly uh, ambitious about things. And I, I think a lot of my friends were like super sweet about it. Like, yeah, uh huh. That I told that's totally gonna happen. I'm like, oh, why didn't you just tell me that I was crazy for thinking that? <laughs> <laughs> Is your family coming with you to Sweden next week? I yeah, they're planning on showing up to Sweden um, unless something crazy happens with work schedule with my husband. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping it all works out. He has uh, some board meetings coming up, so we've had to kind of plan around that. But we've been really excited to get Marlo uh, traveling, and Sweden's such a beautiful place. We uh, actually did our announcement for her while we were in Copenhagen, so we're definitely a fan of Nordic countries for sure. Nice. Nice. And have you been to Stockholm before? No, this will actually be my first visit there. So I'm excited to meet everyone and to be a part of Way Up North. And I know we we were planning on uh, being a part of, or I was planning on being a part of the Cannes event. And I was so sad not to be able to do that, being pregnant with Marlo or just having her. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm really happy that this worked out and I'll get to hang out with everyone and uh, speak this year. Yeah, we're stoked as well. And how did you first come into the circle of way up north? Do you even know? Like, did you just get a random email from like Cole and Jakob one day? Or do you know someone that's spoken before? Or do you have any idea? You know, I've known of Cole and Jakob for a while. And their their work is just so beautiful. And I've I guess I've known who they are for several years. Um, but the the interesting and cool thing about how we actually connected in person is they're an ambassador for Fujifilm within the Nordic region, and I'm mm-hmm. an ambassador for the U.S. And last year, uh, I guess it was last year, the year before, there was a world photography exhibition um, in Prague. So they featured work from many different genres of photography, like lifestyle, wedding, documentary, um, landscapes, fashion, and uh, Cole and Jakob were there for wedding, and I was there for fashion. So we actually got to meet in person, which was really cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And did it sort of cut? Did it come up right away, or did they reach out to you later? They reached out out to me later um, about the event, but I think it, there's something that's really awesome about being able to meet someone in person and seeing what they're about. And I've followed what they're doing for so long and admired like how business savvy and how um, they're just always ahead of the curve when it comes to our industry. And I've just respected them for that. And it was just really cool to meet them in person and then later get a random email about speaking for them too. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and have you just, have you spoken at, at events like this before? Yeah. So I do a lot of speaking all over the U.S. Um, and internationally. I speak for Fujifilm probably once or twice, if not like this month, it's like three times, which is why it's been insane. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, and then I have spe- I've spoken for Manfrotto and a lot of other photography companies. Um, I think for me, it's just the passion to teach other people because I feel like I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for a dear friend taking me on um, under her wing and just not being closed off to the idea of just sharing anything with me so I'd learn and be better. So yeah, I just enjoy it. It's a really cool thing to be able to stand on a stage and share like everything you do and just be really transparent about it. Awesome. And at this point, I guess you know what you're going to talk about. Are you the type that have like fully prepared your talk? 
like weeks ago? Or are you the type that are going to like, like hammer it out this weekend? (laughs) I would say a little bit of both. Um, I'm going to be in San Francisco speaking this next weekend. So before I fly to Stockholm, so I already have all the slides and everything put together, but I'm sure there'll be some random tidbits of humor thrown in there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Nice, nice. And so what are without giving giving it all away, like roughly what are you talking about in your talk? So I really, I was thinking about how to come up with a title that resonated with everyone and this idea of just saying fuck it. And I I thought, you know, what better way to do that than the way I was raised. And in Texas, like, there's not a lot of cussing, but I definitely cuss and my family still gives me crap for it. They're like, don't do that. Your daughter's going to learn. I'm like, (laughs) okay. So just now, am I actually like, okay, maybe I should consider it. But quietly, I'm like, no, probably not. Um, (laughs) So the idea of like gumption and grace is and how that translates into business is something I feel like has been a mentality of mine for the last like 10 years of my business. And I feel like it's so much of a mentality shift that that a lot of us aren't even aware of this like negative cycle of thinking and how it affects everything, essentially what our output is and how our clients respond to us. There's just so much that's entangled within this concept. So I'm hoping that I can leave people with just nuggets of wisdom, but also things that they can actually implement into their business, um, like just leaving the conference. Nice. Yeah, that sort of led into my my next question, which oh. was, what would you what would you hope that so like two people who are attending way up north or walking out for their lunch break, what do you hope that they're saying? You know, when one of them says, "What did you think of Kara Mercer?" and the other one says, "What would be the perfect answer for you?" <laughs> I feel like because I'm like a short, small person, and I'm usually pretty put together. And if you've ever watched any video I've done for Fujifilm, it feels like very buttoned up and like. I'm pretty off the cuff and I just say like what I'm thinking and I think that there is an appreciation to that. So I hope that they leave the talk thinking, okay, she shared some really honest, valid points that, you know, maybe someone's never spoken about. And I also hope that they see that the years of experience I've had with weddings and now commercial photography will be something that they can easily pick up and grasp and move forward into that space too. If, you know, it's something that they really want to add or they're in a region where, you know, there's so many jobs that they could be doing that they weren't doing. So I guess it'd be twofold. I hope they walk away feeling inspired um, and that they got a few laughs out of it and that they left with some knowledge of how they're going to move forward into this next step with their business. Awesome. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Oh, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go for that. Cool. I like it. Um, what is your most, or at least one of your most favorite shoots that you've ever done? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I feel like in this part of my career, I've really felt like um, the travel portion of work that I've done is just something I'm really proud of. I worked with Condé Nast on some projects, which I think was one of those jawbreaker moments of, wow, they're emailing me randomly and I don't know these people and I'm so curious how they found my my work and my website. 
So I'd say that's definitely one project that um, I'm really proud of. And that was one that I worked on with Plans End and Travel Alaska. So I I basically, they, they sent us six boxes worth of clothing to photograph for Lands End. And then they were also like, we have five days. And also you have like five hours of daylight each day to shoot all of these outfits and get landscapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they were like, also, it's really hard to find models up in like Anchorage and Fairbanks. It's uh, like on short notice. So do you think like you could swing finding them? Or could you and your husband do it? And little do I know, my husband was like, what just happened? So the boxes show up (laughs) and they have all these like great gloves for men. And I'm like, what are these mittens with no finger holes? How am I supposed to photograph anything with this? (laughs) And then when we got there, they totally thought my husband was the photographer. And I was like, you know what? You should just roll with this. Let's see what happens. So I think it's so funny sometimes to just like, how jobs work but that's one job I feel like even to this day I'm so proud of working with Condé Nast um and last year I worked with Visit Switzerland and Swiss Deluxe Hotels so I photographed and did video content for Swiss Deluxe Hotels um in five of the most beautiful regions of Switzerland um so that one was really challenging because photographing interiors and creating a video that's interesting without people in it can be a little tricky. Um, but yeah, I feel like really proud of those those particular jobs that I was able to do in the last two years. So, awesome. Yeah. And now I take it your husband is not a photographer, right? No, he, he works for a bank. Um, he's actually a lawyer. So he He's very analytical, though, and he has a creative mind. He loves to read. Um, and I think one day, you never know, he could be an author. I definitely see it in him. He talks about book ideas all the time. So we're similar in that respect, but he's a little more detail-oriented when it comes to like fun things like taxes and such. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. I feel you. I have a, a tax technologist boyfriend, so oh, wow. I get I get you. That must come in handy for tax season, for sure, though. <laughs> it does come in handy. He's like, he's not that good at taxes, but he's really good at like business efficiencies. And uh, I was like working on some template for something to like calculate, you know, fees to subcontractors. And he's like, give me the computer. And he just ripped something out on Excel in like a hot second that would have taken me like days or weeks. So oh. yeah, it is, it is nice when there's complimentary yes. skills, but that kind of expertise like, is like invaluable. You're like, you just saved me three hours. Plus yours is a part-time glove model. So that's nice too. <laughs> I know. I was like, how do I photograph with all of these? Why did you get all the good finger hole gloves? <laughs> amazing and I noticed like I did just like a very preliminary creep of your Instagram before we chatted um like and maybe this just stuck out to me because it's also like something I do but um but there is a few like sailing pictures in there which were like not local I don't think I feel like they were somewhere else but are you a sailor or were you just hired to shoot some some race photos so I am not a sailor, but I think I definitely want to get certified to be one. I I mean, growing up in Texas, we didn't have water. So I'm always wanting to be by the water. And so the photos you're seeing are from uh, shooting for the J-Class. The J-Class World Championship was happening during a job I was doing for Cloudy Bay Winery. 
So there was essentially we got to be on this beautiful J class boat, which they're like millions of dollars. I'll probably never mm-hmm. be on one that beautiful again. <laughs> um, but so during the race, they let us go out on these tiny rib boats and like basically circle around the race of, and see like close ups of what was happening. So even though I was there shooting wine content on the J-Class boat, we got to capture these really beautiful images of what was happening in Rhode Island. And to this day, they're still some of my favorite images I've ever captured. But at the same time, I probably nearly landed in the water several times during that (laughs) whole adventure. Um, I was like... I was holding a GFX camera and like trying to hold on to this crazy rib boat with massive waves. I had a friend actually holding me around the waist at one point, trying to keep me in in the boat. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. so that's the kind. That's a good kind of friend to have. Yes, definitely. She kept me from going overboard and all the gear too. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a good friend for sure. (laughs) So that that actually like, okay, let's be real. I I do not like prepare questions before I talk to people on a podcast because it just kind of all happens. But that does, I do think of a few things, you know, offhand while I walk the dog. And one of of the questions (laughs) I was going to ask, which is, has there ever been a moment when you've been on a shoot, any kind of shoot, whether it's wedding or travel or whatever, and, and you're just like hating it? And it could be like your hundred thousandth pair of of cowboy boots on a bride, but um, just has there ever been a moment where you're just like, "What am I doing? This is terrible." Oh, that's a good question. I'm like really racking my brain trying to think of something I've actually hated that much. Um, <laughs> I can't think of something that I've hated that much. To be really honest, I know that's crazy, but I've never had anyone ask that question, so it's a really good question. I think that's a good thing, though, if you there's nothing offhand where you're like, oh, my God, yes, last week I was hating my life, you know? Yeah, so. I think, honestly, it, yeah, there's really not anything. I feel like since, um, a sense kind of shifting my business to commercial work, I tend to say no specifically to jobs that I know that I'm not going to be great at. Like, if you ask me to work and shoot all product photography for a whole day, of just like boring things where like there's a tech assistant and I'm just like pushing a shutter, I would definitely say no to that. That would, that would probably be a scenario I'd be like, I hated that job. Why did I take this job? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's, that's something I always ask myself before I say yes to something. So maybe that's why I haven't had that experience yet. <laughs> okay, fair. That's good though. That's good. I feel like that's a lesson that people sometimes have to learn the hard way, which is to know when to say no. Yeah, I feel like constitutes a no for them. There's definitely genres of photography that I've worked on to get better at before executing. Um, So yeah, I definitely think product photography would be one of those that I think would probably eat me alive. I'd be so bored by halfway through it. (laughs) Yeah, what a what a weird job that that even exists. I have a friend who does that almost exclusively. Oh, and I'm like, that's, bless that's him. weird. And he's like, no, it's awesome. I just get a box of shit and I fucking shoot it all day and I'm done. It's great. It's like, no, no must, no fuss. Yeah, I guess if you're more introverted, then it works for you. I'd probably be like, I'm so bored. I need someone to talk to and hang out with. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's very like, he is a little introverted and he's super into like kite surfing and all these extreme sports. So I think he just wants to like get done and get out and people slow him down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he can stand far away from the scene and just use a massive zoom lens and he's good to go. 
that's right that's right oh my gosh that's funny um sidebar who shot your wedding so my wedding was photographed by Tyler Branch, Logan Cole, and Nirav Patel. I know that sounds really excessive as I say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a lot worse. That's like the holy triumvirate. Yeah, I, I love them so much. Like they're just such a good crew of people. And um, I feel like their styles are so complimentary. Um, and I loved, I loved the moody images that Narav created. And I loved the beautiful, like emotional airy images that, that Logan, um, and Tyler created as well. And then Orpen Films did our video and they're super talented people as well. And they're out of South Africa. So I, I feel like we had the dream team. Everyone kind of hiked up old man's store and they were drinking some wine up there while we were doing our portraits. And it was the most fun laid back experience for sure. <laughs> that is so fun. And now like Tyler and Logan are from the Pacific Northwest. Is that right? No. So they're out of, they're in LA. I'm no, they're it, in LA. Oh, okay, I feel okay. like it gets confusing. Everyone on the West coast It's like, where do you live now? <laughs> it's true. I feel like there was a Logan Cole Seattle phase, but I could be wrong. I might've just, that was the last time I talked to him. He was in Seattle. <laughs> I think he just visits a lot. And then he was traveling up here quite a bit, but I think he's hoping to keep more local. I mean, as we all are, when you travel every weekend or every other weekend for weddings, I'm sure it's like exhausting. Andy had quite yeah. a few luggage like situations that went missing, like bless his heart. That's like the worst. Aww, that is the worst. I <laughs> had that happen to me one time where I had to like go to a store and buy like makeup and like an outfit before a wedding. And I thank God I put my gear on a plane, but that was like, that's like the one thing I thought about. I was like, well, I have my gear, but I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that does seem better, though, to have to buy like a dress and makeup than like a brand new Fuji, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that um, was rough. Nightmare. And how did you come to choose them? Like, were you friends with all three of them before or just an admirer of their work? Well, so I've known them for a long time. I mean, we've all been in the industry for, for years and years. And I actually met Logan in person through a friend um, at her apartment in the Pacific Northwest. When I was like transitioning out of weddings, I didn't know as much about the wedding world anymore. Um, and I kind of just was keeping my head down, working in the commercial space, just trying to really grow what my business was doing. And I, yeah, I met Logan that way. And then I lived in San Francisco for two years. So I knew Narav from living there. Uh, and it's just like a, such a cool, small, close knit community. And there's so many talented people. I mean, I live in proximity to some really talented like people as well. Like what, like Tacoma's become like we live in Tacoma area of Seattle and Kristen Marie lives over here and Benj Hayes lives over here. So we have, we have quite a cool crew, like, and the Pacific Northwest draws a lot of people. So but that's yeah, how we ended up booking them. <laughs> there's so many good photographers in this neck of the woods. It's crazy. Yeah, it totally is. They just kind of migrate, I guess, this way. And it it's, yeah, I feel really lucky to be surrounded by such talented friends and people. Yeah. And on that note, with all these like talented humans around you, what is it that you think make people want to book you as opposed to some other person who's also good at taking photos? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like I was saying, I feel like there's so many great people that offer different skill sets and different 
different like viewpoints, I think that are really helpful for executing beautiful work. Uh, For me personally, I feel like I'm always enthusiastic about what's happening. And I also am not afraid to be honest. Like if a client comes to me and says, we've worked with this person, and then we've worked with this person, and I and they're telling me this, I think, okay, well, this person has amazing work. And so does this person. So I'm just not afraid to have the honest conversation of, well, what did you not get from, from those photos that you're really looking for? And I edit all of my own work. So I look at all the images I photographed. I'm very nitpicky about the end result. And I'm always a big proponent of like under promise over deliver so even mm. with my commercial clients, I'll have a agreement that only like delivers 90 images to them from like a three week job for like commercial licensing and I'll like gift them five more images or something. So I'm always trying to um, over deliver and make my client experience better like over time. So I, I feel like that's a lot of it. And I tend to approach things like a human first Um <laughs> but also like in a professional manner. Yeah. I feel like you're pretty charming. So probably oh, the personal, the personal connection helps you out too, for sure. Uh, yeah. Not to say, not to say that your work isn't beautiful because obviously it is. Oh, thank um, you. You're so kind. Underscore Kara Mercer on Instagram. Yeah. Who, who is the jerk that got Kara Mercer? <laughs> you know, it's, it's a girl who has like, she was like a high school girl who had it first. I know I could change it at this point, but it, it doesn't make sense for me to like shift it around and change it to my married name or, cause I think when you've built something over time, people just remember that, that name um, yeah. also Mercer is just something I've left on my business name because it's, there's Mercer Island here. There's Mercer street. It's super easy for people to remember my name and how to spell mm. it. It's always it feels funny so local. Me. Yeah. It's funny yeah. for me when I go to a coffee shop though, and they're like, well, maybe not a coffee shop cause they don't get your last name. But when someone's like, how do you spell that? And they're in Seattle. I'm like, it's not that complicated. You're like, dude, come on. <laughs> What's yeah. your, or did you change your name to your, to your husband's last name? Like in, on personal level? No, I didn't. Um, only because of mostly the, the elements tied into business aspect was like really kind of tricky, but and yeah. it's like a lot to change. And then you have to go change your birth certificate and then you have to change like your business licenses. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's daunting. And my husband yeah. just always, I know this is weird to say, but I've, my husband's amazing. And if there's anyone's last name that I would like share, it would be his. I think it's just like weird as a woman to be like, I'm Kara Mercer. And then like introduce myself as a completely different person the next day. Cause I got married. I know that's weird. It is weird. It is weird. It, it's not that I, like, I don't, I like, I think my husband is amazing and, and, I know it's weird to say, but I think at this point in our marriage too, I'm like probably going to go change it someday and then just give it to him as a surprise. And hopefully he doesn't uh-huh. hear this before it happens. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the odds are low. He's going to listen like 35 minutes into this podcast. But totally. anyway, he might what, does, he have a, does he have a good, does he have a good last name? Yeah. His last name's Deaver. So. Okay. Um, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's easy for sure. Really? You're not changing that many letters. 
that's true. Yeah. Not sure that doesn't make it easier. I feel like that's like, that's a big part part of it is a a lot of my friends have been like, why don't women change their name? That's weird. Like, who's that person with this weird new name? Um, but then, then they end up getting married to someone whose last name they really like. And then they're like, boom, they switch. So I think that plays a role is like, is it easiest spell? Is it terrible to say? If not, you have a chance, buddy. I might change it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind the whole last name change. I think for me, it's the paperwork and like so much of that involving like my business. And then, so I, and yeah, and you're right. When you get on social media, you're like, oh my gosh, who is this person? And then you have to click on the profile photo and you're like, oh, I do know you. I remember yeah. now. <laughs> well, it's hilarious for me. Well, I guess for you when you did weddings too, but um, as a wedding planner, like I go to tag my brides in the photos that I'm posting when yeah. I get their photos back and then I can't find them. It's like user not found. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, they've changed their name on Instagram. I have to like figure out you know, you're like, called what now right after. Name? Oh, yeah. And then you go <laughs> through like 80 names of like, you know, Aaron, you're like, if it's like Aaron, you're like Aaron so-and-so. And then you're like, you, how, it's like 30 names where you're like, I need to click on every single one of them to see what her <laughs> name has changed to. It's so true. It's funny. It's a weird phenomenon, but the men, but the boys do like it. They do like it. It's an old-fashioned thing, maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny. I definitely think it's an old-fashioned thing, but my husband didn't really seem to care. I mean, I think now that we have a kid, it it's, like, weird because, I mean, when we go to doctor's appointments, I mean, even though we're, like, on the same insurance, it's just one of those things where they're like, are you married? And I'm like, we're married. We just don't have the same last name. Last name. Yeah. And then your daughter, does she have your husband's last name? Yeah, she does. Yeah. So that's, that could be kind of strange too, where you're like, oh, my kid doesn't have the same last name as me. I have a friend in that situation who's thinking about making the change now that she has a baby. It's such a, also, I have so many friends on the West Coast that are like doctors and like, like own their own businesses and they didn't change their last name. So I don't, I think it is like, it's different when you add kids to the mix. But in Texas, if I hadn't done that, people would probably look at me like I was crazy um Mm. but here I just feel like no one really blinked an eye they didn't really like ask or care and they're like whatever you're married yeah same thing (laughs) and I mean your business is your name so even more so in your case that you would keep it yeah it seemed to make the most sense just to keep it for that and honestly the idea of changing all of that is daunting and (laughs) but I I do agree I am proud of like the family I come from too. And in a way it's almost like letting go of like your dad's last name. So it is kind of like a beautiful, but like sad thing in the same way. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, totally. So yeah, that is, I never really thought about it in that terms of like letting go of your dad's last name, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I definitely think though I, I will, I will do it at some point. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And then I'll never be able to find you on Instagram again. I know. <laughs> it's not in the abyss. Um, okay. Well, I feel like I've taken up seven more minutes of your time than I was going to. So thank you so much for, for kicking your family out and stuffing a towel under your door and yeah. having a very quiet background. <laughs> I was so happy to meet you and chat with you. And it's it's definitely been super fun. So thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you. And we'll see you uh, in like a matter of days at this point. I know. I'm so excited. I look forward to it. Awesome. We'll see you soon.
Okay, sounds good. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.